Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week is with Steffi Bake, who does a lot of things. To put it short, she is in entertainment. And I met her through a mutual friend of mine, Rod Chong, and I typically trust Rod. If Rod is friends with somebody, they're good people. And when I met Steffi, I was very interested in her because she did so many things and had so much knowledge in so many different fields of entertainment, where I was just like, I need to know more of your story. I need to know what you're about. So we kind of left it there and I kind of saved that for the podcast. And as we get into her story, you'll hear it with me in the episode. She has done modeling, acting, improv. She is on one of my favorite podcasts, Fun With Dumb. She streams on Twitch, and she also has a ton of experience in real estate and business. And she basically just tells her story of how that all came together. And my favorite part about this episode is just her honesty in the path of discovering what she wants to do. She kind of had this life where she almost didn't go down the creative entertainment side of it and then changed that path. And I think that's a really encouraging lesson and story for a lot of people to hear. I think a lot of us have that opportunity to just stay in a lane where we can make a bunch of money, but maybe there's something deep down that we actually want to do a lot more. So her explaining that story and her chasing that feeling and that passion was something that I found really interesting and really inspiring. And I hope that you find some value in that and some inspiration in that as well. So let's get right into it. For anybody listening, just super briefly before we get into the story, just who you are and what you do. And I know with you, that might be a, a uh, put put you on the spot because you do a lot of things, but just briefly, yeah. like if you were to explain it. Okay, briefly. I'm Steffi Bake <laughs> and I am in entertainment. That's how I like to start it off. I'm yeah. in entertainment. Um, I act and model. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I was... I was curious how you would do the brief one (laughs) after what I know about you and like all the things you've done. And I I think that that says it well. That's like the good elevator pitch. Yeah. So then on my side for the listeners and to explain how this podcast is happening, it's such a weird, deep (laughs) niche story. But as soon as I met you, I was like, I need to know more about you. Like there was just, there was more just that day with Rod where I was like, what? Like you do what? Yeah. So- did I seem a little wacky to you? Is, is it that energy where you're just like this person's like? No, I'll give you. I'll give you like POV. I actually want to. Yeah, please do it impression. honestly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I had had this day where I was already like working a whole bunch, and Rod Chong, our mutual friend, brought us together on this one thing. Shout out, Rod. Shout out, Rod. Love him. Yeah, it, making all the connects. I don't think he's real. I think he's just the simulation yeah. uh, manifested into real yeah. life. But he's I'll the turn, best. I'll turn at him, and you know, I'll look over, and he's like you know, glitching a little. Yeah, 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 exactly. For a second, like I'm like, He's wait. in the same place twice. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Who let you? He's amazing. How'd you get yeah, here? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he asks me to come over to his spot and record this project. He's working on this project for Sky Any Color. And I didn't really, I just, Rod's kind of one of those people where I'm like, oh, you, he says, trust me, I trust him kind of thing. I know. So he's like, yo, come over. Like, I'd, I'd appreciate if you help me like film this video, record this audio. It'll be easy. I was like, cool. And the project is with you. And you're recording this super deep, I think it was an NFT. It's an NFT, yes. It was you recording this like deeply prolific art piece of audio and video. And it was like very, not normally something that any of us would be doing, but it was like sick. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's this random situation. So roll up, meet you. And my first impressions is we talk about podcasting Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I do a little bit of podcast stuff myself. And I was like, oh, sick. 
and I'm like, oh, like what what show, whatever, and you say fun with dumb. Mm-hmm. And I have this instant callback where I had a guest on the podcast, Lee Shaner, who has a YouTube channel called Kinda Neat. He had been really deep into like LA underground hip hop. And he, I remembered him talking about Dumbfounded. And I was oh, okay. like, fun with dumb. And yeah. it took me a second, but I like looked at it and I was like, that's that guy. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Like you're on like a real cool podcast. Yeah. And like, we're talking about that. Thank you. And I'm like, all right, cool. But then we keep talking. And then you talk about like how you had been in real estate. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So like, she knows this business side as well. Yeah. But then there's like this side where you're in like modeling. And I'm like, who is this person? But you also didn't strike me as LA. Like you didn't strike mm-hmm. me as uh, pretentious, project every insecurity and tell you how awesome I am. Like you were kind of quiet about a lot of things. So I was just like, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? And then we kind of left it there. Like we did that project, had to go, whatever. But then like just through Rod and like hanging out, whatever, I was like, we should do a podcast. And that's where we left it. So like, I don't really know what you do. Yeah. And this episode- I don't really know what you do. Cause when I met you, same thing. I was like, oh, he's like, makes video content. Like that's all I knew (laughs) about you. That's all I knew. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy's, I remember thinking you're like a a lot of really good energy excited you know brought brought the vibe brought the vibe which is perfect for what we needed because it was just the three of us in like a dark room making (laughs) like talking about really intense like the poem was a really intense poem it was like through the forest wakening dark moon you remember it i know i can't even like really tell you what it's really about even right now when i think about it i think about being in the forest somewhere yes and like going through a tunnel like through the galaxy or something like that's the thing with rod it's like you don't know what you're getting into but you just trust him i think it's the glasses and his like cool style Mm -hmm. but we're just like all right dude rod you you want to work on this project hell yeah you just blindly trust him yeah that's it that's (laughs) what you do that's the rule So, yeah, I'm so glad I met you. And, yeah, we do have a lot in common, I think, the business yes. aspect. Yes. Us both being – I just found out you're in sales. Yeah, or came from it. Yeah. Definitely, I, that was my OG days. Yeah, and that – yeah, hello, OG, like straight up from the beginning. Yeah. And I think that's so important to have some business knowledge, sales knowledge, or not not sales, but just like business acumens to be a good – creator of like being in the arts like i think you need a mix of those things to be a good artist yes and that's honestly like a a lot of what this podcast is was my finding myself and my journey throughout like entertainment mixing with business Mm -hmm. was always so interesting because finding out that you could make any money through doing something you love was fucking crazy watching my friends come up in music crazy and then finding out the people that did the business behind it. A lot of this podcast, like I'll talk to artists all day, but I'm equally as interested as in the business people behind it. Yeah. And these people that have found ways to support their dreams. And that's like, I'm really curious to hear your story because I think that you will have a good balance and a good story to tell with being about your business and learning how to make money, but also prioritizing yourself and chasing your passion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I want to hear about because- your end game, what you just told me before the show, is acting. Yes, absolutely. But my God, have you done so many <laughs> other cool things and done them well. So I guess take me back to like where you're from, where you start like in your head, you're like, damn, I want to act. Where you start kind of finding your pieces in your hustle, like whatever right. that age is, whatever well, that picture looks like. Take me to that. That's funny. I I love how detailed you are in the questions. Oh, yeah. This is great already. Good. I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, so excited. <laughs> 
I think as a kid, I've, I think most kids were all usually very creative. Yeah. And I think at some point you become an adult or you figure out that you need to do things to make money. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times that's not conditioned in our society to be like, if you're creative, you can make money. I think now it's more so like that with social media influencers and things of that sort and seeing that there can be a future in that. But when I was growing up, it was mm -hmm. all about you wanted a professional job. Right. And that's like the life that my family also that they're professionals. So I was like, okay, I need to go into that. But when I look at like pictures of myself when I was younger, because my therapist last year told me to do this, it was like me playing, like being on like my tricycle and being silly. And I always liked performing growing up, like in school, I was like, I was like the, I don't want to say I'm a full class clown. Cause I feel like when you say cl class clown, you're like the person making everyone. I was like my friend's clown, like, yeah. but like of the groups that I felt comfortable in. I was similar. You were too, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I always loved performing. So like, it was natural that that's what I thought I wanted to do, but I forced myself to like study to, like, I wanted to be a doctor because that's just what my grandpa did and that's what my family thought I should do or I thought that's what they wanted me to do. And so I went to school for pre-med. Holy and shit. Po Yeah, cognitive psychology. I worked at hospitals. I Yeah, I know. It's, so you have this whole life before. Uh, I had a, such a different life before. Holy crap. But I also had to take care of my mom. And mm. so at a young age, I learned to hustle and make money and it started in real estate sales, especially when I decided not to go to med school after college. Okay. I was like, how the fuck am I going to make money? Yeah. And I'm interested to hear about that because that's like, that's a professional career. Like that's, that's a really lucrative, cool spot to be and know at a young age. And yeah. not everybody goes down that path, especially yeah. in this entertainment. Like yeah. you're straight up telling me before we started recording, like, owning rental properties and selling yeah. properties to friends. Like you did it. Like yeah. you didn't just dip your toes. So like, what's that no, look like? I was like, how door do you... knocking. Like I literally, like I would hit like 300 doors a day. Oh my I was like God. sweating. In like, LA? Yeah. It's, Cause like, I think the thing with realtors that people think is like, you, you think of like housewives typically that like, yeah. or like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like a housewife that like, it's like the, the hobby, like the, the like, hobby oh job. yeah, the yeah. And it looks hobby so, job and like yeah. selling these luxury homes in Malibu yeah. kind of vibes. Kind of feels relaxed, right? But yeah. if you want a successful job, I think if you want to be successful in anything, you have to hustle. So with real estate, I believe there's like some sort of stat, like 10% um, of the realtors just generally yeah. do most of the the business wow. right yeah like yeah. the actual business everyone else sells like one or two homes a year maybe something like that maybe a referral or something so it's easy that to sounds, get your license um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that sounds like a stat that i'd be like yeah i believe that yeah 100 <laughs> and did you have success with it yeah I, the thing is it's easier to get into real estate if you have a network like if you have mm. family or friends or if you grew up with people with wealth to be able to buy a home yeah you already have that network, right? right? So you could go into it. But I didn't grow up like that. But so you get into that. How, how old are you at that time? Because you went from like med school or thinking like doctor. So tw I think I was about 21 or something like that when I was doing it. And was that just a moment of like you knowing your heart was not in being a doctor? I, and yeah, I knew I couldn't like do it. I used to um, volunteer at the hospital, a little company of Miriam. And then when I went to college, I went into labs and I would um, do lab work for psychology. And so 
I was, oh, and I also um, interned for a psychiatrist. But every uh-huh. everybody would always tell me, like, don't go into medicine. Like, don't become a doctor. Like, I have a bad, like, family life or, like, social life. It's it's difficult to do that. You're going to have to put so many years. And it just started turning me off. And okay. more than that, I'm not book smart. Like, Interesting. I'm, I think I'm, I, my sister's extremely book smart. My family's very, but I had to study my ass off to get good grades. Or like even like passing grades. Wow. And so I was like, do I want to keep doing like doing this in school? Like, do I need go to another uh, you know, f- four to seven, eight years of college yeah. after be more in debt? So it was kind of just like this honest moment. What's like the saying of like trying to fit a square in a circle or a circle in a square? Yeah, or whatever. You're yeah, just like, this yeah. isn't that's I was not like, fuck it. this. Yeah. Okay, so you have the fuck this moment. Then it's real estate because you're still like, I then, need to make money. I need to then do I did something. PR. I did PR for a little oh bit. Oh my actually. god. What I, haven't but you it was, done? I wasn't making money. Okay. It was just like I was interning because I was trying mm. to figure out what I wanted to do. Got it. And then I worked for a company that like we would we would do P Diddy's like parties and like Funny. we would also put like fat. Yeah. It was like a PR company with, we have fashion brands. Like uh, we allow like um, artists to like borrow our pieces and things like that. Oh, that yeah. was fun. And then I was like, I don't know. This it's kind of feels just not, not didn't feel right. I didn't yeah. click with that. And then my sister saw an ad on Craigslist that was like, Oh, a salespeople. We're looking for salespeople for real estate. Like do you wow. know, so they're like looking for someone that speaks Korean and Spanish, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll just do this, you make some Korean money. Spanish? Yeah, actually, my second say. language growing up was Spanish. Wow, which is I know it's weird, but um, just those three, or do you have more are, on deck? I, my Spanish is not that great, but my Portuguese, my family's from Brazil, so that I know. <laughs> It's so wow. many places I know. Steffi Bake with the so story is that you have like the Slumdog Millionaire story. Like, <laughs> you're gonna end up on some trivia show and just be like, "Yep, this matrix brain, all these things coming together. This is insane." Yeah, my grandparents immigrated to Brazil, so yeah, like okay. I'm culturally I'm very Brazilian. Damn. So this Craigslist ad really spoke to you. You're like, "Yep, all the things. <laughs> Let's go." Yo, I just needed to make money. Yeah. I was out of college. I was like depressed. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I was like on my computer all day. I was like at my mom's house and I was like, I hate, I hate being here. Like I need to get the fuck out. Got it. I need to make some money. Got it. So I just, I just was like, all right, I could do sales. I've always been pretty savvy with um, selling things when I was in school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so um, I, I went in and they hired me and what I found out was like the broker would take anytime I would make a sale. I think I ended up selling like 30 something units Not out of bad. like the, no, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was almost like damn. a third of the, the the building itself in Miracle Mile district. And because a lot of Koreans lived there. So oh. I was talking to them in Korean. Oh. Um, and like the, the builders really liked me. And every time I had a sale, the broker would just be like, as a bonus, go buy yourself like some shoes or bag. Not knowing that this guy's getting like almost... Two percent per sale of that building, and these are any these are homes from five hundred thousand dollars to like, you know, a million over a million. So you're out here like making this person. Yeah, and and he's giving me like two hundred, three hundred dollars as a as a bonus, and I was like, fuck this. Okay, cool. Well, that's good. You like realized that you had real value. Yeah. 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 And then so I was like, okay, I'll get my license. So I was working a lot without my license, and then I met my partner, and we started door knocking and cold calling and built a business. We have an assistant and a transaction coordinator started running that business. And uh, it's been, it's been a bit of time now and we have a good network through that. I, I had, I had a few friends who started investing very young in real estate and I was like, 
they're living off that. They had their own business, but they were living off just having uh, multiple sources of income yeah, with like, multi-units. And, um, we talked about this. The yeah. first day we met, that's when I was like, ooh, she's business savvy because we're talking about <laughs> passive income and like learning how yeah, to build that early. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just lucky that I had friends that were um, asking me to help them with the real estate sales. So I got to see it directly, right, happen. And they would let me like pick their brains and lucky to be in, in that surrounding. And like yeah. one of my closest friends I met in college and he had an Amazon business even in college. Like he's such a hustler yeah. at that age, you know? Yeah. And he bought like over probably like eight, nine properties from me. Like, but they were not expensive properties. They're like homes during the recession or closer right. to the recession. It was like- I mean, brilliant. Yeah, but, yeah you yeah. put twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 down that you have saved up, you know? So I was like, oh, you could do this. You could do this with like smaller homes. Like I, so I know with the money that I have saved up, which I tell my friends too, I'm like, when the recession hits or if there's like another, you know, the market dips or something, a correction, and, yeah. like be ready to like get something then, yeah, you know? Because that's really where the money comes in Yeah, with inflation and things like that. So. I, yeah. So, um, it's crazy. I was back in Florida, like where I'm from, and I know you have some some properties out there too. And I was talking to this this dude that bought a place, but he was pointing the neighborhood was still on the come up, mm-hmm. but he's pointing out these houses, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, this dude came in here in the 20, uh, 2008 uh, yeah. recession, and he was like, he bought some of these houses for like twenty k." And yeah. I was like, "Fuck you, yeah, <laughs> like, how?" But what a great lesson to learn because again, if you save your cash. And you don't just go buy a bunch of designer clothes. When <laughs> things like that happen, you can come and get really good deals. Or get get that with your passive income that you yeah, get from well, the that's, home, right? Yeah, that's excellent. That's the mode best right thing. There. Like if you know you can always every year make money yeah. with the the property you purchased, use that to to live off of instead of just buying the designer. Sh- I mean, don't get me wrong. I fucking do that shit too. I shouldn't be using money the way I do sometimes. I've gotten better at it, but it's um, finding that balance. It's finding that balance. I think I'm like on we the, love fashion. What are we gonna yeah. do? Oh, well, like, I'm like yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm on the wrong side of it sometimes. Where I'm like, you have all this money saved up. You do all these things, and it's like for what? Like if you never take care of yourself or treat yourself to the things you love. Mm-hmm. Then it's like you're the person that dies with a million dollars in the bank. Like, cool, Ugh, good I job. Know, right. So it is that balance. But that's I just I guess all of that is to say it's really fucking cool that you were around this and learning this at a young age and like getting your mind right. Cause like, I don't know, it's just you don't often hear the story of someone that young really not knowing what they want to do and finding themselves and finding like real success at that. Mm. So this- It took a long time because I grew up in a single parent household. I learned quickly that I took on the role of having to take care of my family. I'm the oldest of the siblings. And so I had, it was a necessity for me to do this. It was not even a question for me. And so- that's partially why, you know, when you're put into circumstances, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to go do this shit and I have to go hard. Yeah. Um, But because of that, which I think we talked about, it wasn't like, I love real estate. Mm -hmm. I actually really like helping people buy homes. Like I love the feeling of like us going into home and I'm like, oh, this is their dream place. This is where they're going to have their kids or like this is where they're going to start off their life, their marriage, you know, that's so fun for me. But there's other aspects of like, like the prospecting things like, it's literally like draining. Because oh, what are you doing? You're, you know, you're, it's not. Well, that, and it's just so much rejection. Like for any yes. of the yeses you get, you're getting such an insane amount of no's. It's so funny you say that. Cause it's almost like 
I've literally got, become numb to rejection. Yeah. Which is good. I think in it's some one ways. of the best things that sales can <laughs> teach you. But it's yeah. also like you're like, oh God, maybe I shouldn't be so numb to this. Right. Cause you know. start thinking like people suck too, right? Yeah. As for some reason, you're like, wait, what? People don't like just like me, <laughs> you yes. know, and want to buy a house. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> you um, but because of that, I was like, I need to go and do something creative. And the it was weird because the thing that I really wanted to I was always afraid of was public speaking. Really? Like if you asked me even this, yeah. like if you were like, hey, can we do a podcast? Like if you asked me that three years ago, I'd be like so fucking nervous. I would be like sweating balls right now. Like I could really? not normally do this. No. I mean, not that like a lot of people have that. A, a lot, lot of people, of people do. do not like It's like the, the number idea. one fear. Yeah. Over over some other shit, like bungee jumping or like yeah. God, jumping out of a plane. Sharks are fucking crazy. I'm much more worried about sharks than public speaking. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but yes, but I feel you, yes. I found out it was because it was like something that happened to me as a kid with public speaking. And that's why um, I like, therapy had me, made me realize like, I need to get over that shit, right? Shit. So like starting to lean into it. Almost. Oh yeah, I like yeah. pushed myself into the like the edge of like being like, okay, now I need. To, I I started going to improv. Like I start. I took improv. You see? Do you know UCB? I love UCB. Uh, did you do it? I've never done. I just go there. The I like to watch the shows, the shows and all oh, that. Amazing. And I know they They're promote. They're so good. Oh my god. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that you. You were did into the it. UCB class. You. Did I did. I did the class. classes, and then um, I was fucking so scared like the first class i bet second class every time I, I went i would go an hour early sit in the car watch a shit ton of youtube videos like key and peel any long form i could find i'd monty python before going to class because i was so nervous that i just wouldn't know what i was doing because it's like i just thought i sucked and i just Whoa. didn't want to make a fool of myself and i always did because it was, that's what you do. You learn in class. It was like something I never did. And then, but then I start. I, because it was so difficult, I also felt so good when I finished the classes. Yeah. That's, it's the best feeling. Like when you like confront a fear or something mm -hmm. like that, or just lean into it. Yeah. Cause you get out and you're like, I didn't die. I can yeah, do exactly. this. Like every time you do it and you, you make it through, yeah. you have that little bit more. Yeah. Is that when it also started to click more of like, damn, what if I like got into acting? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, what do I do with this? Yeah. Uh, and then um, I was like, okay, I can maybe make some money. So I, I literally went on Yelp and I looked up commercial agents. Huh. The only, the first one that came up that had pretty good ratings, that was the only place I applied. And then I just, I got, they let me in. I was all nervous. Got in. Uh, it's my agent, Melissa's fucking amazing. I love her. And then through that, I started looking for a theatrical because I was getting, I was starting to get jobs. And then I was like, oh, I could also get a, mo I could model because Whoa. sometimes when you do commercial work, there's a little bit of like um, overlap where I'll also get jobs that are in modeling. Oh, because there's commercials that are being made with, you know, with they need models. Like it'd be a clothing brand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you've done some cool campaigns, right? Like you've had like some pretty big companies yeah. now. Yeah, I've been very lucky with that and very fortunate, so. And was that crazy? Like, was that like a any type of like mental or personal thing to like come from like literally being like, yo, I'm a real estate agent. So like, damn, I'm out here modeling for X company. Or yeah, were you just like, fuck yeah, run crazy. it. Yeah, the cra it was crazy to see that I could, I just didn't know I had that in me. Like, I, I know it's like, it's weird, but like, I just, 
didn't know I would be able to make money off of just like my my image, but it's also like energy, I think, yeah, right? Like absolutely. your energy. And so yeah, it was fucking exciting, like seeing my first commercial and seeing my first like ads and like billboards and things like that, that I just was like, holy shit. Like, oh my God, you got like billboards. Yeah, I have had billboards. And that was literally like, I was like, oh, I could fucking do this. Like I'm kind of like, I can't believe I'm a representation of an Asian woman and not your typical, I, I feel, I'm not that I'm not saying like there's typical Asian, not typical. It's just like, I feel like I'm an alternative person generally. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's nice when my cousins are like inspired by me or they'll tell me like, oh my God. This is, or like people tell me like, you know, I, it's, it's like, I'm like, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. That's, I mean, like that's so much of like, what I love in these discussions and learning people. And I, I always love seeing people learn that in themselves mm -hmm. because it's like, damn, like we can come from these crazy backstories and then like these little tiny moments that come out of nowhere end up being your whole life or your whole inspiration. Yeah. And like, that's so crazy to yeah. me. Yeah. Cause you're like, you've, I feel like because you've excelled at something before, if you're good at, a, you know, whatever you do, you put a lot of passion into it or you're excited about it or you yeah. put a lot of energy, enthusiasm. You can do that with a lot of other things in your life. As long as you have like that, that goal and the mindset, which you're like that. You've been in different industries and you've like excelled in a lot of them because you just, yeah. you know what you want. Almost. I think you have to have thick skin too, because you're right. Yes. But then it's also like the most discouraging, saddest thing in the world when you have that and you put all this passion and energy into something and it doesn't click as soon as you think it does. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, am I an idiot? Am I a failure? Yeah. Am I doing it all wrong? So it's having mm. that and then also having the perseverance to For push sure. past that. And I think that you two have done a good job of that and yeah, I keeping think going. What my friends tell me who are creatives who have like, you know, I feel like they excel at what they do is that it takes time and it's, and it also is right timing because yeah. a lot of it isn't just our own efforts put forward forth. It's a lot of it is like left to other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, to fast forward a little bit, like you got your first show, right? Yeah. And that was like recently. good timing too. I don't know how much you can talk about it. I don't know if it's. Yeah. It's actually going to come out. Um, actually, I don't know. I think that mm, a few months from now. Okay. Um, I'm going to be on an episode of uh, Nora from Queens, which is really cool. So and, sick. And uh, you'll see me in my crutches because I I think I told you I broke my ankle at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Oh, and we also bonded over that the first day we met yeah. because I had just come, uh, come from breaking my leg. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Fucking weird. But they, so they wrote that in, huh? I know. Because the scene was not of me with my broken ankle and then they switched it. Wow. Thank you, Nora. Like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So I'm just excited. I mean, I, it's not many lines, like really. Yeah, but, but still like that's. But it's just exciting that I, yeah. Going from real estate agent to pushing yourself to go to UCB to then that leading to modeling to then mm -hmm. that leading to getting your first show, like. Mm -hmm the progress is there. Yeah. And what time do you come into? Because like, I think that that thick of that bit of your life is really interesting. So I do want to talk about it. I don't want to just like rush through it. But somewhere in all of this too, you end up as a pretty regular, steady addition to Fun With Dumb. Yeah. Which is like a fucking pop in podcast. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. 
You rapped on the last one. Oh, God. Did you watch it? You didn't watch it, did you? I had to. Oh, God. I had to do oh. a little bit of research. I mean, look, I wanted to know enough about you to have an engaging conversation. <laughs> you did great. You did great. Stop, really? That was woke as hell. That was crazy. It felt like very... Uh, that like, means a lot coming from... You come from music, so like... Yeah. The, I'm well, like nerve. I that, Well, I saw you before you had to do the episode too, and you're like, I don't know if I should record a pod. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be focused <laughs> on anything. Like you were like putting some time, some preparation into it. Yeah, because uh, not only was I performing in front of, you know, great, great uh, rappers. Yeah. Also... Destiny Rogers happens yeah. to come in. It's the Destiny Rogers episode where it's you have to fucking spit in front of her. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I not going to embarrass myself and feel not judged? Right. But what I liked was you like had your like little introduction. Like you guys are like <laughs> talking and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm really, really nervous. And like, oh no, you got this. You got this. And you're like, okay, if you say so. And then instantly you're just like bars. Like it, wasn't, <laughs> like it went from like being like all humble and nervous. And you're like, all right, fine. If it's on <laughs> bars. Yo, I was just like, I'm a go win. Yeah. So I was like, I, you know, if uh, I had to do it for destiny. Yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> that was some energy right there. That was something. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So that was, but I mean, what that's, that episode is in the hundreds, close to 200 episodes. At what point do you come into fun with dumb? I, oh, you know, it was, I think I had already filmed because I did the hundredth episode. Oh, wow. So. Cool. That was, I believe I had two or three before that one. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I've been doing it for about over a year now, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. Somewhere I, close to there. I, this is straight off the top. But like, I feel like that Destiny Rogers episode was like maybe like 167. Okay. Okay. So, so like, you're so, probably like 60, 70 episodes Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something That's a like lot. That. Yeah. And, how and did there that... are some that I'm not in, mm -hmm. you know, because we used to, he used to just, uh, Dumb used to do the interviews with like if we had a guest, but now we're starting to do all of them together. And I think the dynamic's been working better. But it was, um, I am the girl. I'm the one girl that came into this space that's, you know, rapper dudes, yeah. you know, yeah. like. Like very cred LA hip -hop, Cred hip hop. Like, yes. Um, and they're also like best friends you know a lot of them are best friends so i'm like walking into this new space where i'm also like trying to like grab the mic you know and it's 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 there's like funny like s scenes like that where um you know i'm like you got i'm telling dumb or like the guys like you got to give space for us to be able to speak and you know dumb's always like yo you have to learn to snatch the mic you know, Whoa. did you watch that episode? I don't know. I no, have to send that, it to you. And I, yeah. and I, um, I literally snatch his mic. I'm like, do you like that? Bitch? <laughs> Basically? No, <laughs> but well, there's like this side of you where like, you're so humble, but then like, I see you like turn on this, like, all right, cool. Up to the plate. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I could be a little bit of a bitch. And I feel like, well, I don't know if it's a bitch. I am very outspoken and yeah. I speak my mind and it's not always eloquent, you know, but I feel like I have to, I have to. I Yeah, like, I, I just think that there's something in your story and it's like, it's not like we know each other on a deep level. It's a much newer friendship. But like, something that I see that I really admire about you is like, you clearly leaned into some type of fear or insecurity of like public speaking and this and then you're like cool UCB and then like you're modeling and like you do have this confidence now. And I, I love like, 
I just, I wanted to talk about that because I want that to inspire other people that maybe feel like that because I see it yeah. now and you and you like, you wear whatever the fuck you want and dress yeah. and like, I'm just like, yeah, like she's doing it. Yeah. And I think that that's awesome. I want, I love stories like that and yeah. I love hearing where that comes from. Yeah. Do you relate? You're like that too, right? You do what you want. You kind of. I mean, every day is constantly trying to remind myself to lean more into right, that. I think right. we all kind of have to like struggle through whatever to get to that yeah it's like our own it's us yeah it's just getting out of the way of yourself yeah it's always we're the enemy and sometimes always always. sucks yeah but i think that that's maybe the theme of this whole podcast that i wanted to hear from you is like i own i knew a bunch of pieces of your story of like how do these go together like how did you go from like being like pure business real estate person to like yo like out here like chasing acting like coming on a podcast that would be an intimidating podcast to come on to and like really finding your space and all of that and just hearing that story i think i've i really learned that i feel the most myself and the most confident Mm -hmm. as i do things that i scared of the most Wow. So because of that, I lean into things. Like if I know something makes me uncomfortable, there's a reason for that. Yeah. And I like to analyze that and like break that down. And if I can do it, I go for it. And it's the most rewarding for me. And so I want to continue to do that. And I want to live without fear because I've always had so much fear as a kid. Or even like, I mean, I feel like I'm a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to doing the things that I want to do now. I feel you <laughs> yeah right fuck yeah. yeah and i'm like we got one life to live we got only this time this space i want to enjoy my experiences the people that i have around me and and um you know i i, I want to inspire people to do that too and so i'm glad that's what you you see is because yeah. that is what it is it's in the end it's seeing young people being able to do those things earlier like yeah. things that, you know, I, I wish that when I was a kid, I had I had that confidence and not let other people's judgment of me. Because like the public speaking thing, mm-hmm. doing any of this, it's all about judgment, the fear of judgment. And I think yeah. that really cripples a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's crippled me for so long. Well, I mean, to add on to that and what I'm hearing in your story is like not only if you have an internal fear of judgment, you also came from a spot where you have this like family that you feel an obligation to support and the the path of a creative isn't as tried and true so not only are you having to go against your own internal fear of judgment you're also like worrying about the money side and it's not like you came from a spot of privilege of like oh cool i can go do anything i want Mm -mm. you were like damn how do i make money for my family not even for yourself your family yeah it's a lot to overcome to get to a spot of this i know? know and and not thinking about money especially coming from sales because sales is all about like what's next goal. What's like, you know, like, are you hitting your goals and things like that financially? And that is hard though. It it is hard to like be in a creative world um, and try, try or to, to monetize that. Yes. Right. And that's something new to me because it all has to do with you and like your personality or, or almost like you as you're the, you're the business. Yeah. Right. And so that's something I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trusting the process that I was capable of doing this in other parts of my life, that it will work out for me. Um, but I am being patient because like 
fuck it is hard yeah. i've definitely had to give up a lot of like my lifestyle certain things in my lifestyle one i appreciate that honesty <laughs> but two i respect that courage because that's like i think maybe one of the most frustrating things is like as you're trying to find the inspiration or the anything to like go chase that creative path it's all too easy to end up on Instagram seeing somebody that has it all. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, how do I how do I get from like broke, nothing's paying anything to like this person's just flexing left and right. So like not comparing yourself to that and not just comparing the it. Also recognizing a uh, I recognize now that I'm in this world and I've I'm really new to it, but I see people that make content. And I, I like to think of it as a, a art instead of them it, it really being their life. A oh. lot of times they're not who they are. Like when I think of like influencers, when I meet them in person, they're very different a lot of times. Not always, yeah. but a lot of, more so than not, they're different. And so I don't see it because some people are like, oh, it's like they're living this fake life and acting like they have all this. No, it's I think I, I see social media as a place where they're being artists and like they're creating this persona mm. it's like it's the like same way an artist or an actor as an makes actor, a character it makes a character even musicians they have their character they're not 24 7 that person yeah so i i recognize it, it it's it's a form of some sort of art or you know and, and a way for them to express themselves if they're like monetizing off of that like fuck that's amazing like i heard someone i know like from the gym like she t makes TikTok content. And apparently, she got she made like a hundred grand on a commercial uh, for like she's in it for a second or two, and like damn. it was because she makes like con like food content. Wow, that's yeah. no hate. I'm not trying to hate. Like no, I think no, no, I'm no, fucking no. like it's, I'm like that's badass. That's like I feel like the conversations that we have had is just like us being like whoa, like how like learning to leverage those things and yeah. being excited about those things for and sure. That sales brain then being like okay, cool lean into your feel like I, I just I love the combination of all the things you because you're saying all these cool pieces that I'm like I get it mm -hmm. like lean into the fears embrace the creative side yeah. trust the process but then like that's not you just being like not strategic or like hope a win like you still have that like business side and you're yeah. still always looking at yeah passive income and opportunities <laughs> and things and if I can I have to be smart I want to take care of my family and my friends and I want to live um you know, the life that, that that's part of the, the, the world that I want to live in. Like I've created this idea of what I want for myself and that, that, that all comes together in that way. Yeah. So I, I keep that in mind. Are you, you know? big on goals? Like, do you, do you, um, uh... I used to, well, like when I was doing sales and I told you I had a, I had a, um, a coach that I would pay, we would have to make like mood boards and or not mm. mood board, but like goal boards and like what yeah. we want for ourselves. But there was something, um, I believe in it. I feel I believe in like manifesting your destiny and things like that. But for me, it's different. It's it's not the way it used to be, which a lot of it, a lot of times before. And the coaching was like an older style of coaching. This guy's been like coaching since he was like in the sixties or so, whatever. Oh, like, yeah. so it's all about like nice like objects. Sure, sure. And I've really since I've gone to therapy and like met more people like me who are creative because I came from such a sales world, business yeah. world, professional world. Um, almost like science, like the people I'd help are a lot of like engineers and people that don't use their, almost like I would say the creative, yeah, you know, side of their brain. Yeah. Um, I've learned that it, 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 to me, it's not about just objects or things that I just, a lot of my, my goals, 
which ever since I was young, it has been, but I, I shifted my mind to being like, how can I be who I want to be for the world in a more philosophical way and more of like an internal way instead of it being about monetary or like op- object things. It's, it's the intangible. Wow. Right. So where you still understand goals, when you're writing goals, you're not talking about like specific material things. Like no, you're no, talking no. about the person that you're becoming and like. Exactly. Yeah. Like listening to my inner child yeah. is something that I'm newly doing. Wow. And I didn't know what that meant until therapy. So that, you know, that, that child that when we're, we're young, that all the things that we used to love to do as a kid, like play and like, ha- you know, draw, be free. Yeah. Um, I ask myself when I'm making decisions now, would that child want these things? Yeah. Or like if I'm beating myself up, I'm like, would I have done that to my child? Like me as a Whoa. child, like I imagine me as a kid, the pictures of me when I was, you know, went back to look at like how my life was before um, some of the darker things that happened to me in my life. So I try to remind myself, like, take care of that kid. <laughs> I know that sounds like so like. You know, it's stuff I didn't even think about two years ago. No, like, uh, I really like the way you said that. I I haven't had anybody explain it quite like that. Like, I I sometimes talk about that, like, like calling it an internal compass Mm. of just like, if you're, say, you're heading north, right? Like, you just, your life's direction, your purpose is pulling you north. To me, I'm always like, you can feel when the compass isn't north. Right. You're like, this is north. And you're kind of like heading over here. (laughs) Yeah. And I like I've never called it like that inner child or listening to that or like treating mm-hmm. that version of yourself well and like mm-hmm. that. I'm more just like understanding that there is a gut feeling and you're yeah. like, okay, I know when I'm not quite aligned and you can kind of feel you're like, oh, I'm at the wrong job or like I'm prioritizing the wrong things yeah. and you can bury it. It's really fucking easy to yeah, bury. For sure. So maybe we're speaking of like a similar thing of just like not burying it and maybe yeah. prioritizing everything you can do to get back to that direction yeah. or to that version of exactly. yourself. Exactly. Because you owe it to that that kid that wanted those things too, right? Yeah. That's when we had the most freedom and the most excitement and the most fun, right? Yeah. So I think we do owe it to ourselves like why why do, why don't we allow that kid to play? Like, why don't we allow that thing to like, you know, the things that maybe the parents or like whatever problems we had, the things that jade us in our life to suppress those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we just let them kind of come up and do their thing? And I find that my life has been much more rewarding. Um, dramatic as well. Yeah. Because kids are <laughs> dramatic as fuck. Yeah. And they might want the wrong things. Yeah. But um, with a mix of like the things that... um. It's just, I definitely have been having more fun. And, and I think life is about just, that is a big part of it is uh, joy, joy and fun. And, you know, if I were to die or whatever, like I know I did those things while hopefully connecting with people and inspiring them and seeing that that it's it's really the journey and the process of all that instead of just being like, these are the goals that I want in my life and like, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's, that's almost like too systematic or it's too like you're writing it down and you're like, cool, here's a tangible object to represent. I've made it. Six, like, yeah. 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 I, I really like that. And I, I think that it hits a little different coming from somebody like yourself who had prioritized something entirely differently in a previous version of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's again, why I love doing this podcast and the idea that conversations like this could help people kind of like become the best versions of themselves. It's like 
I always personally make uh, or I, I learn from people that have real life experience. Mm. So I'm going to listen to someone like yourself that's saying those <laughs> things more than somebody that's never experienced hardships. So the fact that you can be like, yeah, I was going to be a doctor. And then I was full on like just in real estate. And then I was terrified of public speaking. So I went and did an improv class. Like that holds more weight to me than somebody that's never been through that. Yeah. And that's where like all of this podcasting discussions like this, like everybody says it in different ways, but I'm never tired of hearing it because everybody's perspective adds a little bit more to reaffirming right. those things. Yeah. 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 This is Fucking really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, fuck with that. Thank you. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is super fun. Like just talking about this. Am I, is this like boring? I don't know if I'm like talking too much about myself. Like, why don't you tell us about you? Do people I, ask you questions about you? They do. There'll probably be like a, there needs to be just like an Andrew episode. Uh, my, because my biggest pet Should peeve Should I interview is, you for your episode? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like it has to happen. The Andrew episode has to happen because my biggest pet peeve is when I tune into a podcast and the host is making it about themselves. I hate that. Too. I hate that. I sure yeah. do hate that. This is your episode. This is the oh, Steffi episode. God. So if it's honor. boring, then that's fine. They probably checked out a while ago. But if we're at this spot and we're here, they're they're here because they like what you have to say. Oh, right. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's we all the shit we do. Like it's just like if people like it, they like it and they yeah. show up and they listen. So whatever. I, I love this. I absolutely yeah. love this discussion. Yeah. Um, where I normally end it, which is such an interesting uh spot because certain times people have kind of gotten to their dream job or their dream thing. And then other times people are still very actively chasing it. And mm -hmm. I feel like as much success as you had and as many lives as you've lived and things you've done, you're still kind of at the beginning of like mm -hmm. getting to the spot of acting. Mm -hmm. But if you could go back and maybe we did kind of touch on this, if you could go back to a spot in your life before and give yourself some kind of advice, then what do you tell that past version of yourself now? I think it's about putting yourself first, loving yourself unconditionally first, and not to be so hard on yourself. Like all those things kind of combined. Probably when I was a kid, probably when, you know, when I was six or whatever, you know, that's when my dad died. <laughs> I'd like that's, not to make it heavy, yeah. but I want to say that's probably when I would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to like shed a tear talking about this. I and mean, it's like, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think at that time it was so difficult for me. But if I were to go back and really think about my life, I think if I told myself that and I kept myself accountable with that, yeah, that I think I would have done more of the things that I wanted to do for myself and realize things are going to be fine. Yeah. You Fuck, know, that's huge. <laughs> that's so huge. And it's, but it's also cool that. So what if it took however many years? Like, it's cool that you realize that now and you are prioritizing oh, that. And you know what? I have to thank my therapist. If I, didn't, if I didn't go to therapy, I would not be able to unleash all these things or feel like I can talk about it the way I do. Yeah. And I also think that that's like a huge thing is like, I never, ever care. Like when people talk about therapy, mental health, religion, anything like that, like I never give a fuck what you believe in or what you do. It's just like, do something to prioritize yourself. Do something to mm. find that and to like prioritize that. Because I think the people that don't can end up in like really dark spaces mm -hmm. and we like lose people to that. And I hate that. Oh, so like fuck yeah, yeah. anytime people like find some new page or like 
prioritize that i'm like yeah yeah huge advocate for sure that's awesome i i love that because i don't think a lot of people are that way and i think last year a lot of people have become almost like newly woken to that right for some reason like well not some reason but it's i think a lot of like uh taking time we had so much time to think about what's important yeah last year forced (laughs) so many people to just like really look at shit and like slow down yeah aka like a shit ton of breakups shit ton of new relationships yeah shit ton of deaths unfortunately yes you know r.i.p but like Lots of things that you really have to consider, like the big things in your life. Yes. Like what's important. Yeah. It's like in what, like in what other world, like do, is the entire world on pause for like a slowdown where everyone has to like stop and look at their lives at the same time? Like what the fuck? Yeah, what was Because I was like down and out. Like when I broke my leg in 2019, it was summer 2019. And like, I kind of had a moment of that then mm. where I was like, fuck, I got to slow down and look at shit. Yeah. So like that was almost my silver lining of I felt like I could deal with the pandemic a little bit better because like I was already on my own while other people were like living their best lives. So I was like, all right, I'm familiar with the slowdown phase. Like, let's look at this again. But Wasn't that hard? Because you're somebody that's always go, 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 huh? Yeah. Like you're always doing shit. I could tell. Like yeah. I'm like that too. So like I know that in you. Like you, yeah. you're always like working on the next thing, which you're physically there too, right? And so breaking that shit, especially a leg, and knowing you need to ask, you're not, you don't seem like someone that also asks for help all the time. I like, feel like you can say that because you're the same. Yeah, I feel like you're exactly. telling me the things that you went through yeah. when you broke your ankle yeah. and you know how much that yeah. sucks and you know how much it sucks to be an adult and like be that vulnerable and be like, yeah. I need help. And it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And so like having to relearn how to just be the person to like ask for help, that itself is just a whole new thing. It's... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I feel you. Like I feel so feel you. And but did did it make you have like a new um appreciation for life or like uh, uh <laughs> like I yes. Like like to the point where like no matter how bad things get, like this sounds so cheesy, but every morning I wake up and I wiggle my fingers and toes and I'm like all these fucking things work and that's Aww. so sick. Yeah. And then like I'll like walk. Like yeah. if I'll have a shitty day, like I'll like just walking. I'm just like, this is so fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, wow, we're good again. Cause yeah. like just basic shit, like thinking about going from a house to a car to a restaurant or something with a broken leg yeah. and coming home is like, that's your, like, that's a to do. Like that's stressful. I know. So then like walking down the street to grab food and you're just like, me? Just walk to your myself. Like, it's a big day. Yeah, like your first skip. Oh my God. Come on, tell me that was, you were like, well, first of all, you're like, wait, I didn't know I didn't, couldn't, I had to relearn that. First of all, right? You're like. I did a kickflip again and I was like, look out for me, world. Let's how quickly go. did it, how long did it, did yours recover before it was like. It was a bit, I mean, I still feel it. I still, like, I'm two years deep now and I'll still like. Where? Uh, up here. It's like the oh, upper. Your... Yeah. It was like the top of my femur. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, there are worse things that happen to people. Like I get that. Totally. But this is like literally like it, it is as an adult and learning how to reuse something that you normally don't even, you never think about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah. But you too. Know. Right? Oh my God. Yeah. That's maybe that's like the beginning of our bond. It was well, like. I think so. Through it. Something like about that breaking. secret handshake. <laughs> It's just so fucking crazy and I'm just happy to like 
have my foot. Yeah. I saw that shit dangling to the side. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was oh, like, no. whoa, bro. And I, I like convinced myself it wasn't broken when it happened. I went to, I went to a callback with it broken, not knowing it was broken. Oh I thought it was a sprain or something. I've definitely, that's kind <laughs> that of you- similar, but like my shit, like. Yeah. We're crazy. Oh my god. It's it, you're like almost so you're too afraid to admit that it's broken. No, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. I like I tried standing up after mine happened. <laughs> I actually so, so like I like got back up and like was there and like my vision starts blacking out. Oh god. And I'm like I'm going to sit down on the bench for a second. You <laughs> sit down. you're blacking and you're trying to faint. And then yeah 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 and then I like I was like I just called an Uber back to the bus and I like called for ice and I was like, I, uh, I bruised my leg. I need some ice. And it was like hours before they're like, dude, go to urgent care. And then it wasn't even, I didn't even go to the hospital. I went to urgent care and they're like, you need to go to the ER. So yeah, I feel you. Don't you also feel like you now empathize more? Like you can actually oh. physically feel another person's pain more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I've had other broken bones too, but oh. for some reason, this one like really was a shit. You broke up. What did you break? I'm up to like 10. Shut up. Yeah. Cause I grew up skateboarding and shit. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that how you broke your femur? No, that one was, that was me fucking just being dumb, not skateboarding. I hate it cause it was on a bird scooter. Oh yes, okay. Which is so embarrassing growing up skateboarding and to say that. I hate that (laughs) so much. But um yeah, just a lot of like random shit, skateboarding, riding bikes, stuff like that. Just like young kid shit. Like all of them are just like every single broken bone that I have is like, yep, that sounds like something that a young dumb kid would do. Like it's different is it different when you were younger and you would hurt something and now? Yeah, it didn't phase me. Like at that time, like you're just like, okay, cool, like four to six weeks, like I'm wearing a cast, whatever. Like you don't have like a job, you don't have things that are like holding you up. And then when you're like older and you have like other responsibilities and you're like taking longer to heal, it just sucks. Yeah. 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 Good thing you're that was your only one. Good. That was the only one. Good. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I'm like gonna knock on wood right now. No. no more dude i have like titanium in there yeah same in your femur yeah titanium doesn't go off at the airport though which is nice yeah right have you flown no yeah i did fly fly and they told me it wasn't going to Mm -hmm. i'll show you mine if you show me yours yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you have no. your x-ray of like your your hardware i do yeah, i yeah. feel kind of rob- like a robot though it's kinda, fucking kinda cool badass. i feel yeah i feel like bionic yeah yeah, yeah. exactly new and improved yeah exactly and I, I asked the doctor too i was like yo um are sharks gonna be more prone to me and they're like what that's ridiculous and i was like i don't know it was just in my head Sharks? i'm legitimately kind of afraid of sharks and i grew up in florida i like to go in the ocean Damn. But they're like, no, that's absolutely. Yeah. You need to swim with a fucking shark now. Oh my God. I hate you, Stephanie. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about this. Oh my God. That's my thing. My fears are weird. A a shark. It's like I I have uh, not a real fear, but I don't trust propane. I think people are too recreational with it. Propane? Yeah, the gas. I don't like it. What do you it. mean recreational? Like even our stove is like a gas stove. Uh, and I'm like, I wish it was That's wasn't. a real fear though. Because like you don't know if, do you know someone that passed away no. from it or something? Legitimately no. So I guess that fear is fine. I can cook with gas. Like I have stupid weird fears. So do you not, when you move in, do you like electric stoves instead of gas stoves? They're less efficient, but yeah, it's a little yeah. more. But specifically outdoor propane, I just don't trust it. 
Yeah, it's kind of scary to be next to one. So I kind of that's a pretty legitimate. Thank you. One. I feel a little more validated. <laughs> Although I think you're it's, like public like, speaking, putting yourself out there is a little bit more legitimate. Where well, mine are very niche. Where it's like, all right, Angie, you can live most of your life without well, being your shark. Yours is kind of like me being like, I'm scared of carbon monoxide. Like, See, yeah, okay, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You should be, dude. Yeah, Steffi, like, you should go into a room with carbon monoxide. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's face a your legit- fears. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yes, different fears. Props to you. And maybe I will go swim with shark. But anyway, I think we did the thing. I think okay, we're just going to yeah. ramble about whatever. But thank you so much. I, I loved hearing your story more. And like, I, I knew there would be something to you. And I, I, this is like everything I wanted to know about you. And I'm so impressed. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like, am I a, a very different person than um, your other people you've interviewed or had on the pod. I feel like. No, no. because the theme is still there. It's still, it's still somebody who is about their business and is strategic about their come up, but is chasing something creative that they love. Okay. Perfect. And that's always been, I've never wanted it to be just like, Oh, your music. That's all. Like it's always (laughs) been trying to grow past that. Yeah. Cause you're, you're a very dimensional person. You have many different layers to you too. So I feel like. Yes, I have creative ADD and I get too excited about all these different things and I just want to know about everybody's story. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, if anything. That's how you learn though, right? Yeah. I love hearing other people's stories. And if anything, this is like more of what I want out of the podcast of like, cool, like let it be somebody that like I don't know where it's from and it doesn't have to be a specific thing. So I no, I I love it. It's awesome. Thanks for having me, man. That was fun. Yeah. Where can everybody find you? Where should they, uh, where should they keep an eye out for you? Um, my Instagram, I'm almost at 10,000. I don't Let's have many go. followers, but I'm at 10,000. Oh, if get I get to swipe up. Yes, that's right. That's what happens, yes. I hear. So um, I'm waiting for that. So that's at, um, at Baked Goods, mm-hmm. B-A-I-K-E-D-G-U-D-S. Mm-hmm. And then um, I a, I Twitch stream. So on there, I'm Steffi Bake. Uh, on Twitter, it's the same. Yep. Steffi Bake, S-T-E-F-F-I-E-B-A-I-K. And then check out the podcast. We're trying to grow it right now. Fun with Dumb. It's on Spotify. It, it streams on Caffeine. Uh, sometimes we put it on Twitch. It's on like it's on everything. YouTube. So it's on YouTube, that, Apple yeah. Music, um, yeah. the pods. Go check it out. It's uh, it's great. And we're gonna have some other really cool guests on there. You can check out past past episodes with a lot of. Also, a lot of Asian Americans that are yeah. like doing really fucking cool shit. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that, but I think that like that what fun with dumb is and like doing Mm -hmm. that and showcasing that it's like the most authentic way to see such cool come-ups of like asian american like all this culture just asian culture like for me i somehow have all these asian friends and like i feel so welcomed into it yeah but then i keep learning that like there's more and more layers and like how much of a community is and i think it's so fucking sick so like Thank you. That was a whole chapter of the podcast that we could have talked more about, but I think I that that's really cool what you guys are doing. Th- thank you. Yeah. And I think um, there aren't many pods where you can actually see just how we live our day-to-day lives. Not that we're like experiments of like things. <laughs> yeah, to, like, yeah. But I think, uh, you know, being Asian versus like being Asian American, being born in the U.S. and our ex- experience, a lot of people don't recognize the difference between that. You know, yeah. like American culture doesn't see Asians and then Asian Americans. It's different. It's different. It is. Our experiences are different because we have a mix of cultures. Yeah. And so this is like a great space for people to see like how our friends are shooting the shit, like naturally what we talk about, what we're interested in. And um, but being able to do that with like musicians, artists and um, creatives, um, it's it's I think it's a really fun, fun space. And I see a lot of um, 
potential growth in it as well. Yeah. And Um, I will say that it's like, you guys have so much fun with it. Like, it's not like some chip on your shoulder. Like people need to be more woke. Like it's just y'all chopping it up about like, what's like the struggles you've gone through and like, but having fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Like poking fun at certain things and like different things. Like for me, just from the outside of learning, I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like it, it helps me understand, but it's also just like fun. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's super that. cool. Yeah. So definitely for, uh, yeah, I haven't really, I talk about a couple podcasts that I like and listen to, but that's definitely one where that day that you said it to me, like, I was like, oh my God, you're a part of that. Like, it's like, <laughs> I view that show at such a high level. So like, definitely yeah. if a listener hasn't heard it, like actually go listen. Like, that's not just yeah. the plug of like, oh, thanks for coming. Like, plug it. Like, it's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. So. It's a fun, it's fun. It's fun dynamic too. So go check it out. It's also funny because I have, I feel like my part of it in it a little bit, like my character sort of is like, I'm always shutting dumb down and he's a battle rapper. So to do that is like a very, it's like, it's very funny. So I'll see like weird Reddit, you know, like things going off, you know, being like, oh my God, she just want, you know, like it's, it's just funny. You just like, don't give a fuck. You're just like, no, I will say my shit. Yeah. You know? So it's, that itself is like kind of funny to me. Yes. You know, there's perfect dynamic and banter in it there's a lot of banter yeah and then rick of course with um rick is part of uh year of the ox he's like one of the best lyricists like amazing rapper from the east coast from virginia and um he kills it him and dumb are like you know they've gone they're back they've gone 10 over 10 15 years i don't know something like that friends for so long so seeing that dynamic is just so beautiful and um, music really brought them together so yeah i think that's really fucking cool yeah Yeah. i probably know the least about him but like the more and more i learn i'm just like oh my god what like yeah he's really cool the roots that everything comes back to and like what people have done yeah 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 but yeah thank you so much you're so welcome thank you for coming on it was uh, a true honor of mine yeah you'll have to come on to my twitch stream you know i do Yo. something like this but then i did on twitch really yeah oh my god i'd love yeah. to so yeah for sure all right well look out for that then <laughs> tight right. thank Bye. you so there you go steffi's story i really hope you liked that one if you made it here to the end and you did do me a massive favor and share it on social media send it to a friend that you think would like this episode if you want to go above and beyond you can rate the podcast on apple podcasts write a little review something you like about the show and if you're watching on youtube you can subscribe right now i'll just hang out and wait i'm serious it helps it really does i think the subscribe button is like bottom right corner under the video Yeah, do it. I mean, you made it here to the end. You might as well, right? It really does help. And if you want to go even further above and beyond, there is a Where Are All My Friends Patreon, just patreon.com slash where are all my friends. There's a bunch of bonus episodes, Q&A episodes, outtakes and bloopers, and I mail people who support postcards and stickers, and I really try to make that something special. So that's a couple ways that you can help. If you made it this far and you didn't like the episode, certainly send me a DM. Let me know what I can do better. Or maybe you just have a guest suggestion or something like that. I love to hear that as well. Thank you for watching and listening. That's the most important part. You're here. I hope you got something out of it. I'll be back next week with another episode.